I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Oh, doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. So I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, I can see so many different outcomes with this team. And what what I immediately fall back on is just knowing and growing up and living my entire life a Padre fan. I think what's most realistic is that there will be a global pandemic that cancels not just our spring training trip this year, but also two-thirds of the season as well. The players and owners will publicly negotiate terms to return to play, and it will get really ugly. The players will offer 100 games, and the owners will dick around the whole time, knowing damn well all that they were approved would be 60 games in the first place. Then, after they finally put plans to return to play in place, Players Union rep Austin Hedges will go to a pool party with a huge group of people in Joshua Tree, where he won't give a single fuck to wear a mask or socially distance himself to protect not only himself, but his team. Teammates. There will be an Instagram video posted with that dumb song Brandy in the background and a very handsome and sexy member of Padres Twitter who also happens to love going to Lips and Hillcrest will send a very unflattering screenshot of Hedgie at that party in a group DM thread and with his permission I will tweet it out to shame Hedgie since Hedgie shaming has been my bit for literally years now. So I'll tweet the photo out and there'll be so much backlash towards him that the Padres have to scold him and Preller has to publicly acknowledge how dumb his backup catcher is. All the meanwhile, I'm laughing my balls off knowing that my bullshit tweet caused spineless snake Austin Hedges to get dragged by Twitter and Padres management like he deserved to be dragged for years because of his piss poor performance at the plate while insisting that he retains a starting gig. The Padres will report to Petco for a summer camp for a really, really, really short season that may or may not commence and may or may not be completed, and it's very likely we'll waste not only our time recording another dumb podcast, but waste our listeners' time listening to another dumb podcast for a season that very well may never take place. But we'll do it anyways because goddamn anything is better than talking about COVID continuing to spread faster than the California wildfire in the fall, and yet somehow you still have three tooth inbred fucks refusing to wear a mask to help stop the spread, but I digress. Anyways, yeah man, 2020 is going to be fucking off on and off the field for so many reasons and all we can do is laugh as life will continue to kick all of us in the nuts over and over and over and over and over and over. That's right, everybody. It is not an illusion after that long 25-minute intro. By God, that's the 5.5 podcast music. They're Nailed not even it. supposed to be here. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, you were right on cue. As always. Damn. Huh? You as know, always. it's funny because... <clears throat> That must be the episode we released to our Patreon viewers, <laughs> because, uh, of course, I'm too broke to pay for anything, so I have the free SoundCloud version, Yep. and uh, listening to that on the way here, I didn't hear that, so that must be for our exclusive Patreon uh, listeners, but uh, we are back. Surprise, bitches! It's podcast time, <laughs> yeah. at least for now. Baseball for now. is uh, yeah. maybe back. I am your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside... The miserable one himself, Eric LeBou. <laughs> yes. And uh, Eric, we are roughly now two weeks away from baseball. Two weeks away. By the way, if we sound muffled, we are wearing masks and practicing social distancing. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine How about that? that. We are not, uh, what'd you call them? Three tooth inbreds. Yeah, three tooth inbreds. <laughs> yeah, yep. Go. East County. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, two weeks out from baseball. Let's just get it. Uh, let's let's ad- address the elephant in the room, Eric. Not you or I, but the fact. <laughs> Is are we going to get this season off? Like, are we actually going to see games? Well, yeah, of course we're going to see the games. But what what I'm thinking is that it's not going to end. No. Now the owners obviously have very many reasons to make it end and to force it to end. But there's going to come a point. Like you see the numbers and how they're spreading. Like 
there's no way that they're going to finish it. I, I just don't see them finishing the season. Like, I just see it getting worse and worse and worse. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe players will practice social distancing. <laughs> maybe they won't go to pool parties in Joshua Tree uh, without a mask. Or but... hang out with fans in the uh, in the park in the park. <laughs> after testing positive. Yeah. After testing positive, yeah. hang out with fans and uh, beat reporters with binoculars. Yeah, exactly. So... I mean, I just don't think that you can trust it. you can trust these players. Like you look at the NBA, and and some Instagram model was already uh, invited to the bubble. <laughs> I saw that, <laughs> and I'm like, you guys haven't even started. That's playing a hard. Yet. That's hard. That's a hard. That's hard to uh, to give her the hard pass, though. I'll, I'll give her that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't, I don't either, blame them. But, but I mean... at the end of the day, like you don't think these guys are going to try to go out and and get some strange on the road? Like, come yeah, on, we're man. human beings. I think at the end of the day, there's two problems here. Number one, as a nation. We are selfish, self-centered, and self-serving. And number two, we're human beings. Like, you can only uh, isolate yourself so much. Yeah. Right? And I think the other part of the problem is, I mean, let's be honest here. Major League Baseball is off to a really hot start. Uh, I think they either lost or took forever to get COVID tests to the processing center (laughs) to see if any players have tested positive. So instead of getting a 24-hour response, it took like a week. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. You know, we've got players like Mateo coming over before he even puts on a uniform or, you know, swings and misses at a slider 60 feet off the plate. He's already <laughs> tested positive or had symptoms. So yep. um, we're off to a hot start. But I do think you're right. It, it makes sense for the owners uh, to push a season um, at least for a couple of weeks. I'd say by mid-August, uh, it's going to be pretty difficult uh, at the rate we're going to keep it going. Um, and I think the owners would absolutely back out because they'll have already bagged up all their revenue. Uh, all the TV ads and whatnot, because TV ratings are going to skyrocket. Nobody's right. going to be at the ballpark. So those average 20,000 people that may have otherwise been at the ballpark, I'd say at least a decent percentage are going to be watching on TV to boost the uh, the the, uh, the eyes on the product. But I, I can't see it, especially with their mishand. Like, they don't even have a bubble. You're basically just trusting players with lots of money and resources to police themselves. And right. as human beings, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Like, none of us. Well, and then you hear Austin Hedges today on his Zoom oh. his Zoom call. He's like, well, you know, like some things in life, you know, at first you suck at it, and then you got to get better. And, I, you know, I wasn't great at, at the uh, isolating or whatever with COVID. I'm like, there's certain things that you can't afford to just suck at at the beginning. Like, But hitting it, you can. You yeah, can suck at hitting apparently. and then still think you should start. Yeah, apparently if, you, if you're able to frame well, then you can suck at hitting, and it's yeah. totally fine. But, you know, like things like these – things like this situation like you don't have that wiggle room no like there's not that margin of error like you have to be on point and i don't trust the players to do it at all so that's why i'm going to approach the season like we're like we are gonna finish it but deep down my honest opinion i don't think they're gonna finish the season but that's not gonna stop me from getting excited that we're finally gonna have baseball back yeah i am excited that you know with the idea that uh we're gonna at least get to watch some baseball like we'll get to see Tatis play like 60 games in two years and burn through two years of service time. Oh, dude, that hurts. And uh, probably, you know, renegotiate so that we only really get him for like four years because they're probably going to do something with service time. So it's all going to be great. Yeah. It's great being a Padres fan. Good times. Yes, sir. Now, um, let's start talking about some stuff. Now, we brought up Hedges, your favorite player to hate on. We brought up Hedges, my manager, my uh, honorary Rasa Thread member, Jason Tingler. Uh-huh. Uh, was quoted as to saying uh, something along the lines of, if Hedges wants to play, he's got to get on base. Which now, to me... He said like, if he wants to make this team, oh, yeah. he has Excuse to get me. on base. If he, now, we all know he's going to make this. Like, I cannot <laughs> see them. It would be glorious. I yeah. don't even know if they could send Hedges down at this point. 
I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at. We'll get we'll get the Overlord Conniff. Yeah. Uh, once he finishes his cheese and mayo sandwiches, to uh, to shoot us a, a text about a uh, service time at this point. But I would just die laughing if they optioned him to the taxi squad. That would be incredible. In favor of Luis Torrens and Webster. We have Webster Rivas still, right? Right. He's still around. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That would be absolutely incredible. So I, I have this is from uh, this is from a while back in regards to their their sixty man or fifty man roster, whatever the hell they were at at the mm-hmm. time. So catchers, I see uh, Campusano, Hedges, Mejia, uh, Webster, Rivas, and Luis Torrens. So I don't. I like a lot of those bets. He's not going to get dropped down. Like it's great that Tingler's saying that and everything. And, yeah. and, and I will say that like. It's very refreshing to hear some of the answers that Tingler has said compared to what Andy Green There's has, no like has, uh, has pampering bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's not really sugar coated. Like no. you know, Andy Green would never say something like that. Fuck so, no. Yeah, when I heard that I was like, oh, okay, all right. Like Tingler's Tingler has uh has made me a happy camper so yeah. far. So, you know he's not they're not gonna I mean, barring like just catastrophe or it's you know, also really funny to me that, that he's like, well, you know, we want to see Hedgie somewhere around uh, 300 or 320 on base. <laughs> and it's like... We want to see him do something he's never done exactly. in his entire Major League his career. His career on base is like 260. It's awful. And I'm like, hey, like, this bar is going to be way too high, so I hope that you're okay with being held to your word, because when he is 30 games through the season and he's sitting there with a 240 on base... You know, I'm, I'm not Must sure what you want us to say. 240 and, on base, wow. And, and Hedgie came out today. Did you see the quote where he's like, well, you know, I have a new approach, and I'm going to be pretty stubborn with it. <laughs> yeah. So even if it doesn't work out yeah. at the beginning. And we're talking about margin of error. You don't have that margin of error, No, guy. you don't. It's, like it's a 60-game season. Yeah, in 63 days. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's just him banking on he's actually going to play every day, which yeah. I'm not convinced. Yeah. At this point, he's going to play every day, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, it's like the, the, my I'm going to stick to my approach and be stubborn is like, I put that through Google just now, and it told me it translates in uh, 2018 as, I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, haven't you been stubborn in your approach for these last few years? You've had the longest swing I've ever seen. You can't lay off a slider in the dirt to save your fucking life. And it's like, dude, like you've been stubborn. Like, And at this point, you have new coaches, too. Like yeah. That's not setting a great precedent for the new coach. Hey, new coach. <laughs> hey, Mr. Coach. Uh, I'm gonna be very stubborn uh, yeah. with with my current approach. Like, fuck off, yeah. dude. Like, there are certain people that, like, if Machado's like, "Hey, I have a certain approach, and I'm stubborn with that." Okay, yeah, like that's great. You're manning fucking Machado. But if you're Austin Hedges, here's oh, I'm gonna stay stubborn to this approach. Go fuck yourself. Here's, here's my issue here. It's like it would be different. Like, let's take Justin Turner, right? Justin Turner didn't really change his like approach. He was also always like a decent contact guy. He changed his sw- he changed his approach in in terms of his mindset of what he's trying to do. Like, okay, I'm gonna try to get out in front. I'm gonna elevate. You know, I'm trying to swing up. Like his mindset as far as like how he was hitting and then mechanics followed changed. There's nothing wrong mechanically with Hedges's like approach. He does hit the ball in the air, and he ha- I mean, we can't lie. He has pop. I think he almost hit. Then he had like 20 home runs one year. Yeah. The one year he was good. I mean, when he connects. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He has pop, right? Like nobody doubts. Like, oh, Hedges can't hit for power. Yeah. But it's not. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna be stubborn. Like, bro, all you gotta do is take a pitch. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I mean, this year he's even more fucked because now there's an extra batter in the lineup. Thank God we have the DH, <laughs> yeah. and so now, you know, they're not gonna pitch around him to get to Tatis. Like, if I'm looking and thinking like he's batting eighth. Yeah, he sucks, but I'd rather get to the pitcher than him. I'll just put Hedges on with two outs and not give him anything to hit. Now, of course, he does them a favor and swings at everything. But nonetheless, now he's probably, when he plays, going to bat ninth. And no pitcher worth their weight in salt is going to sit there and say, 
I better pitch around Hedges, man. I don't. I want to get to the next guy. Yeah. Nobody's gonna pitch around him to get to Tatis. That's he's true. fucked unless something has changed where he's actually learned to like work the count and hunt pitches. He's fucked. There's nothing. It's like it's like when Nick Hundley used to change his batting stance every offseason. And you know, and Sweeney would sit there and ramble. Oh, he's in a more. <laughs> you know, you can see Don. He's in a more athletic. Oh, it wasn't Don? It was Dick. Yeah. You can see Dick. He's in a more athletic uh, position. He's just trying to be more athletic at the plate. What? That's and he still his, sucks. Yeah, that's not his problem. <laughs> yeah. this, this problem was never athleticism. The problem, we know they're athletic. The problem is you swing at everything. Yeah. Take exactly. a pitch. And exactly. you're not Mejia. Like, Mejia has ridiculous back. Like, Mejia has an amazing back control and, like, he can swing at anything. That's a, that's the value. You can put the bat on anything. Yeah. So, take a pitch, Hedges. But well, if, I, I, I highly doubt whatever he thinks he fixed, like, is actually fixed. Like, I think he went in the offseason not thinking, oh, I got to fix my swing. <laughs> no, no. You just need to learn to take a pitch every now and then. Like, work the count, brother. Yeah, another person that's stubborn in their approach is Eric Cosmo. Oh, I mean, we see how that has paid you know, off. You know, but... I've always wondered, like, you know, how good of a fire... His brother's a firefighter, right? Yeah. How good is he at his job if he can't put out the <laughs> dumpster fire that is his swing? He's too busy swinging an axe. He's like, here's how it's done, Eric. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, uh, in regards to hedges, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people like, oh, hey, bro, back off. Like, we have the DH now. It's not a big deal. You don't have two pitchers uh, in your lineup. And I'm like, dude, when you look no, at we have it, one. we're still at a disadvantage because yeah. other teams are like, great, we don't have our pitcher. We yeah. can throw out a, a legit The fucking bat. Blue Jays are like, fuck it, Vladdy, go to DH. Yeah, and the, and the Padres... <laughs> Hey, you still have a pitcher in your lineup. Yeah. Now you don't have two. So you're still at a disadvantage. But one thing that I, I want to throw out there in regards to uh, in regards to Hedgy, because it's well known how much I hate, I can't stand that motherfucker, dude. I really can't. But one of the things I, that I've hated about him the most these last you know couple of years or however long it's been is that him playing and him being behind the plate has taken away at-bats from Francisco Mejia, a guy that I want to see get those at-bats, a guy that I want to see develop. And with the DH now that might not take those opportunities away from Frankie because they can sit there and they can cycle out the DHs between the extra outfielder, etc. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at and you know, as much as I hate Hedges, even I, I can't deny that he brings value defensively and that he's a better defensive catcher than Francisco well, McGee. Yeah. There's no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt. And so when I look at it and I'm looking at all these games, I'm like, every game is very important at this at this time. So I'm thinking and I'm like, man, like I can't even get pissed off if hedges if it's 60-40 hedges behind the plate as long as Mejia's getting his at-bats. And I think that that's going to be that's going to happen, but at this point like I, I know I retired the SDSU Qualcomm site bit. I might have to take a backseat on the hedges bit because as much as I hate the motherfucker, him starting behind the plate that it's not the worst idea. It's it, not the worst idea in this season where everything means that the uh, meaning of every game is amplified as much yeah. as it is. I don't hate the idea of him being behind the plate. I do, but I don't. Does that I, make sense? I get it. Yeah, and, and here I threw this out before, and of course the overlord, uh, John Conniff, argued with us. But I was like, you know, you know, we have like defensive subs, like they take Reyes out and tell Jankowski to go trot his wet newspaper bat right. out in right field because it's like, hey, we want to get outs in the outfield. Right. Why don't we use Hedges as a late inning defensive replacement? See, like I think that's a good idea. Because to me, like with your starters, right? The way here's how I look at it, and I have another idea I'll throw out there in a second, but to keep Mejia and Hedges in the lineup at the same time when he need to. But here's the way I look at it. Like, when I see, like, even the guys like Lauer or, like, Lucchese, right? Lucchese's probably, like, of the starters they have now, he's probably the one guy I think, like, okay, he needs somebody who's pretty decent at blocking. Right. But even then, he's not, like, terribly all over the place, right? Yeah. It's not like fucking Wingington or uh, when, like, Derek Norris tried to catch uh, Craig Kimbrell <laughs> two days yeah. after we traded for him. Yeah. Or, you know, like, trying to catch Kirby's, uh, you know, splitter or whatnot, right? So... I would imagine, like, if you have a starter in there, 
who's got, you know, those guys typically have better stuff and better command than the relievers. They're not relying on just gassing it up and, you know, just trying to blow it by guys and then fool them like they're sitting there trying to place and spot, right? You can have Mejia catch those. Like, Paddock does not need fucking hedges back there. It doesn't hurt. No, I mean, it doesn't and, and, hurt. And I hate myself for, for coming like, to the defense of hedges, which I don't think I'm doing. It's it's different circumstances this year. What's the... Uh, fuck, I, I just want to see Frankie Davis, get ABs. Right? Like, he needs, like, yeah. hedges. Because he doesn't throw hard. He's going to like he's gonna nibble more than Lucchese. Lucchese, at least, is deceiving enough where he can come after you and just fool you because he's got, you know, fucking knees and elbows all over the place. But, like, I could see, like, some value in saying, okay, Mejia, we're going to start you you'll get three at bats because you'll be hitting like sixth or seventh at the lowest and then at the end of the game when we bring in the big guns we're gonna bring in hedges in like right because it makes sense like right that's why you bring in a jankowski right you bring him in because you need a defensive replacement to make sure that you get outs in the outfield where you would otherwise have like a lumbering will myers or a lumbering uh reyes so or naylor um so that makes sense just like it would make sense to say hey okay we're gonna bring in our relievers these are our guys with like They've, you know, they they got good stuff. Like they're throwing shit all over the place. We're gonna fucking bring in hedges because yeah. the game counts all the way up. You know, obviously to that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning. But at least we know we have the best catcher. You know, defensively in the game, we can stick him back there uh, and and not worry about like costing a run late when you know it's really amplified. You know, when you're really out of time. The other thing I would look to do is I think Naylor is gonna get the bulk. Of DH at bats. I don't see. I don't know about that. I think. See, I think Tingler's going to have them on a constant, I do, constant revolving. I think they spot. might, but the thing, I because I look at the outfield and I think Grisham pretty much has center field locked down. I, I think they're going to run with him until either he gets hurt, or unless you know Franchi just comes out of the gate and doesn't get hurt and blows Grisham out of the water. I do think it's a little bit of a competition, but I think Grisham's going to get every opportunity. Yeah, they're going to fucking start Myers. Like there's no way around it. Yeah. Myers is probably playing in right field. Obviously, Fam, if he can throw, is going to play in left, and he can, he's going to DH, and that'll probably move. These guys are going to need yeah. off days, though. Like, they're they not going to have Naylor days, planted in the DH role, which, by the way, the he wasn't that great last year. No, but it's also All the games year. matter, Danny. That's my point. And by the way, before we keep going further, I don't want anyone to, you know, mistake this for, hey, I'm, you know, now Team Hedges, because I'm certainly not. Mm-mm. But it's like, it's like my grandfather. Team put it this way. No. It's like my grandfather told my father, who told me. There's 60 games in a season. Each team wins 20 and loses 20. And it's what you do with that other 20. That's what makes or breaks your season. So you just go 15 and 15. Yeah, so at this point, I don't know if Naylor's the best option. Like, everyone, like, yeah, we we jump to Naylor being the best option because he can't play the outfield. And because he he, he should have a good bat. But we don't, this isn't the year for that. Just like this isn't the year to have Frankie learn behind the plate or continue to learn. That's true, but we have a lot of like ifs, right? This isn't the year where we want to like experiment with Profar. Uh, well, we are. Yeah, Surprise. And we're experimenting <laughs> with Grisham and Franchi and Center. I think there's ways to utilize it. The reason I use Naylor as a as a uh, an, an example is because if you have Naylor, he can play first, he can stand in right, and he can stand in left. Right? right. Like, And especially when you got guys like, if you get like a ground ball pitcher or guys who, you know, if you have Lucchese up there, you can stick Naylor in right in a right-handed heavy lineup because they're probably not going to drill Lucchese to right field. If he gets drilled, he's probably going to get drilled on the pull side. Right. Um, but you can stick Naylor around. Like, he, he has enough versatility where you can use him in different positions. And then maybe, like I said, maybe Cordero's the defensive replacement. He's faster. He's got a better arm. We'll stick him in the outfield to, to sub in for Naylor later on if we need to. But they have that versatility with him to do it. I think they also have the versatility with Mejia where 
if it's a lefty on the mound, and you're like, okay, well, we don't need to give anybody a rest. Fuck it. Hedges can catch, and we'll just DH Mejia. Right. You know, because he's a switch hitter, so there's no platoon disadvantage. Um, at least on paper. So, I could see them doing that, but, like, they're going to utilize the guys who can play multiple positions. And right now, the two guys who are pretty much penciled in who can do that is Mailer and Profar. Like, we could go stick Myers at third base, but, I mean, really, Profar is probably, if he's even, if he puts up his second-half numbers, like, he's a great tool because you can stick him at second, you can stick him at third, you can stick him at first, you can stick him in left and right, and Mailer... He was okay last. He wasn't terrible, like for his rookie year and inconsistent playing time. He was all right. I think he'll be better this year. And you can stick him in three different positions plus DH. So yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to rotate it, but it's going to be. I think they're going to have like a set number of guys because Myers, Hosmer, Tatis, Fam, and Manny are not sitting. Those five guys are in the fucking lineup every single day, one way or the other. Right, but that's also. And when we talk about this, we're also thinking best case scenario, right? Yeah. Like, like we're assuming that these people aren't getting diagnosed with COVID, that Ugh. they aren't contracting it, and that they aren't getting hurt playing all these games and all these in all these days. And you know, it's that's best case scenario. But like, we also have to prepare ourselves for the fact that like that that roster is going to be a revolving door. Yeah. It really is because there's they have what a sixty player roster pool. Yeah. Uh, half of them are going to be at Elsinore. Or wherever the hell they're USD, excuse me. Half of them are going to be there. Notice how they went to USD, by the way. Oh, I'm stunned. They Why didn't would bother. They, do that? they didn't bother with SDSU because I'm sure SDSU didn't even didn't even bother to uh, offer to them, which is fine. I mean, it's only you know the best player that uh, ever graced the Aztecs was a Padre. So, uh, but anyways, there's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of change, and that's why yeah. I do think it's kind of dumb to look at it and be like, oh, well, hey, this is how I see it going, because it's so unpredictable. We haven't seen anything like this. And a lot of the things yeah. that, that Tingler's saying, a lot of things that the players are saying that Tingler has said to them shows a sense of urgency. So yeah. if, sure, like, hey, Naylor's our DH for the first couple games. But, but if, if he, he don't hit, like, he's the not first hitting, week, he's out. He's not the DH. Yeah. He's yeah. not. Like, if we get, like, like the, if we get Franchi, like, where he goes on those, like, 10-game tears – where he's just hitting fucking piss missiles like 500 yeah. feet, he's going to play. Well, I mean, I mean again, it, that's assuming he doesn't yeah. get hurt. That's assuming I have hurt. zero faith in yeah. Franchi. I want him to do really well, but I agree. He's made a class, unfortunately. But we'll see. But I do think you're right. I think, so, I don't, I, I'm sure they're going to be flexible. I think ideally, like the scenario I'm throwing out there, I think that's the ideal situation. Like, if I told Tingler, hey, this could be your situation, and like, don't worry about it. I think he would take that every day because that gets everybody you want and are meaning to have a, a valuable role on the team into the lineup every day. Right. What I think is going to end up happening is you're right. People are just going to, you know, they're going to get hurt. You know, I think the only guys we can bank on to play every single day because they have a, a track record of doing it is Manny and Hosmer. Right. That's it. Yep. That's the only two guys I don't expect to take any days off DH or otherwise. Yeah. Um, but I do think you're going to see, like, I could see them saying... Uh, I think Fam too. With yeah. the exception, he had the elbow problems. But. Yeah, and I think, but you can, I think he's going to take up a lot of DH spots because of the elbow problem. True. Um, but, I mean, you got guys like Greg Garcia. This is where a guy like Garcia is super valuable. Hey, hey, uh, Bevel, you want to take a day off? Go take a day off. You can DH today. And yeah. we're going to put Garcia at short. Cronenworth um, as well. Yeah, I mean, Cronenworth we'll... as well. Hey, uh, and then you can put Cronenworth to pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally forgot. And then also, I mean, you mentioned defense <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of hiding Naylor and hiding yeah. whoever you need to hide. When He's really the only guy, I think. Maybe him and Profar. Well, I we always heard that Andy guys. Green was the shift master, but we haven't heard anything about Jace Tingler. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, who he's getting on their asses for running. So. You know how many games he's managed in his head? I'm sure he has great 
shifts ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure he gets the shift from the analytical <laughs> department and just tells him to stand there and that having like iron glove Will Myers yeah. on the left side of the infield isn't helping. Um, let's talk about the taxi squad. Uh, just right off the bat. So I think there's uh, we know Gore and Patino and possibly Trammell. Like if Taylor Trammell looks good and Grisham flops and Cordero gets hurt and you know they need a center fielder, I 100% believe they're going to rush to Taylor Trammell. Yeah. Um, so I think we – and we know Gore and Patino at some point will probably debut if the season can last, you know, the nine weeks it's scheduled for. So do you have – I have a wild card pick. But do you have a wild card pick that you think, for whatever reason, performance, injury, otherwise, is going to get called up off the taxi squad? I don't even know if this guy's on the taxi squad, but any well, player <clears> – When you say taxi squad, you mean the other 30 – yeah, the thirty players. Yeah, the guys who are not because technically, the... I, and I was reading up on it today because honestly, I'm really confused by how a lot of it works. A lot of it's not very clear in regards to how service time is accumulated. Et stunned, I tell you, I'm yeah, stunned. Yeah, a lot of it's not really clear. So what I was able to read as far as the taxi squad, that's an extra three players. One of them has to be a catcher, but it's an extra three players that go with you on the road in case a couple players get it. So it could be a catcher and two pitchers. It could be a catcher well, and two position let me, players. Let me, uh, let me restate oh, it then. Here's, here's the best part. And, but no, I still understand the question, but oh, I'm just okay. saying it's okay. kind of weird. So here's the best part that I think about it. And when I say best, it's the absolute worst. So they don't accumulate service time when they when they show up for taxi squad visits. Again, on the road. They don't get paid major league salary. Not, uh-huh. even, not prorated, no nothing. They get the stipend of $108.32 a day. So, so like, I make the, more than that. So like if the Padres, if the Padres had a three-day three trip up to, uh, up to L.A., it's like, oh, hey, Patino, come on. Come on, buddy. Uh, vamos. And, and it's like, all right, well, hey, you, you got in there for one game. Uh, here's your 108 and 32 cents. It's Only just if they incredible. Play? Um, well, did, did yeah, actually, actually, actually I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? So, yeah, I just, I can't fathom that. But to, to answer your question as far as who I think, because I'm looking at some of these names here, and I'm hearing a lot of buzz on, on Olivares. So, I mean, depending on how everything kind of, you know, works out in regards to health, in regards to performance, I mean, if I had to pick a player where I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe this guy might surprise and make his debut, yeah, I'd probably go with Oliveris just because I'm following the hype machine. That's a really good pick. We got him for Solarte, yes, the Padres' did. favorite. So who's that, yours? Mine is, uh, and uh, Conniff, I hope you're sitting down for this. Owen Miller. Owen Miller. Yeah. Because the reason I say that. I was that, looking at that too. The reason I say it is because Miller plays short and he plays second, which means he can probably play third. Right. I'm sure he can stand in the outfield. And he has a bat. Like, that's his biggest thing is that, I say, it doesn't matter what level he's at. He may not be a big power hitter or a huge star, but he's at least going to be a competent, solid line drive hitter. He's hit at every level so far. He's kind of a sleeper pick because even though we give uh, Mad Friar shit for it, like, he's had a solid career so far. Like, yeah. honestly, if they didn't have fucking C.J. Abrams, you know, banging down the door already after one year, like, we'd probably look at Miller, like, right after, Ed, you know, now that we traded Edwards, you'd probably look at Miller and think, like, Hey, you know, we got this guy. You know, he looks like he'd be a pretty solid, maybe everyday guy or a good utility player, right? Like Greg Garcia with a bat. Yeah. Mm. I think you're forgetting we also have Ty France, <laughs> which Ty France does all those same things. Like Ty absolute France can play zero. Shortstop and absolute base? zero Ty France. Well, yeah. he can play second, can, quote I mean, unquote. Yeah, like the pop up he So he something, drops. yeah, something would have to, you know, go wrong with him as I well. I would think that, I like I said, you're right about the short leash. And I would think that, like, if Profar does not like pull bring the second half version of himself 
If he's the first half version, he's not going to last more than a couple weeks because they can't afford to have him last that long and figure it out. So I can see him going down and either they're going to run with Garcia or France. I hope they don't put France at fucking second yeah. base. Dear God. I would I would think not. If you have Cronenworth yeah. and Garcia yeah. Cronenworth and Miller. Yeah, Cronenworth might get a shot. But, you know, yeah, you, I could see not. Miller. Dep- and again, this is not, this is like factoring in guys are going to get sick. They're gonna hit, you know, what is it like the is it like the five day or two week IL or something if yeah, they, if they test positive? Yeah. Who fucking knows? No, in Major League Baseball, it's forty eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, guys are gonna get sick. Guys are gonna go down. <clears throat> guys are gonna sputter out of the gates, and it's gonna create these opportunities for like these prospects to come up and have that Franchi effect for for like a week or whatever because nobody's ever seen them. There's no scouting on them. They just get hot, and then yeah. they carry the team for a week, and then you know you just kind of have a revolving door, but. I pick Miller, and Oliveras is another good one, but I pick Miller because same reason that we would pick Oliveras, and I mentioned Tramiel, is that those are really the only two positions, center and second base, that I really think, like, they have no answer for. Like, yeah. they have no idea. Like, Grisham is, he's an upside play. It's, hey, we like the pedigree, let's see if we got something, and we have depth at, se- we had depth at second base to do this move at the time. So, second base, same thing, like... Profar's there, great. He's here for a year. He's going to be really cheap now because it's prorated. Yeah, true. Uh, so... We'll experiment and see where it's at. And if he doesn't work, we go Cronenworth. If he don't work, we got Garcia. If he don't work, we got Miller. Yeah, I do also like the idea of maybe one of those guys comes up and catches fire. Let's say Oliveris. He comes up. I would love it if Oliveris caught fire. I would too. You know why? Because in the offseason, he could trade his ass. <laughs> and I'm like, is he, is he going to be a huge like future part of our team? We don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so, yeah, I like that idea well as well from that standpoint. But I'm looking at some of these players. So, like... Uh, C.J. Abrams is on there. Uh, yeah, Robert Hassel the third is on there. Like, <laughs> what a name! Like, is there going to be any instance whatsoever that we see either of those guys this year? It would take a combination. Like, there's no way, of, right? Well, there's it's a, there's a non-zero chance because for that to happen, this is like any team, right? Like any team bringing up their their best guys. The only way that happens is if. And these guys are are they union? I don't know even know if they're players union. I don't think Dude, so. Dude, I don't think so either. I have no idea. I don't even but know. It'd only be if the union opts out and Major League Baseball says, Fuck it, the taxi squad roster <laughs> the taxi squad roster and those other are gonna play, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I'd still take it. Yeah, but um, that's not gonna happen. No, it's not. But like I said, it's there's a it's a it's a non zero chance it happens. Yeah, true. Or what is again not likely, but more likely is that enough players get a uh, combination of injured and or sick or test positive or opt out, right? Like all, all yeah. was that three options? Sick, injured, or opt out um, to the point to where like you have no choice. Like we have nobody. Like Profar's hurt. You know, Garcia opted out. We have no second base. Like Cronenworth blew his arm out and needs Tommy John. Like we have nobody. Yeah. We have nobody to bring up. So fuck it. We're going to bring up Abrams. Fuck yeah. it. That's like... That's like it's like worst doomsday scenario, but yeah, it's exactly. not a non-zero chance. Right, it's very, very unlikely, and it's yeah. probably not going to happen. What's What's most likely is hey, they're on there so that they can get reps. Yeah, as that's part literally of the why they're there. Squad. Yeah, exactly, that, that's why they like we're not bring like uh, thanks to Don and his many hashtags for uh, <laughs> for for documenting everything. I that's never going knew on. that you could that you could spell Hawaiian three different ways. <laughs> until, They'll challenge him. Now he's going to come until up until Donovan, our pal Donovan Jones, went down to watch the Padres inter squad game. I had no idea you could spell Hawaiian three different ways. Yes, it's but he had the Hawaii I and K out. Good old Joey Cantillo or Cantillo. I love Donovan. It's Cantillo. Cantillo. Thank you. I figured. But I know you want to Russify him, but it's yes. Cantillo. It's it's just natural. Yeah. It's natural. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, the uh, Hawaii I I and K out. Um, 
But yeah, like it's cool to see him pitch and stuff. Like he's got big, he's an exciting guy to think about. Like it's cool to think like, well, I could see Ryan Weathers coming up like in an emergency if he's really pumping 98-99. Yeah, just heaving the shit out of the Scan ball. Scan said ninety-five to ninety-seven. Yeah, he has trimmed down. Yeah, oh, well, has he now? He has. All right. Yeah. All right. So whether it will be like my trim down where I lose the weight and then find more of it. <laughs> I have not that found will, more of it. That will, uh, you know, that will be. Uh, yes, we'll have to wait and see on that. But but the pitchers, like him, yeah. But the, the pitchers are like, yeah. if if it's going to be anyone that's a long shot that might it might happen, I could see it happen with the pitchers. Yeah, because you know, not Cantillo. I think like he's too far. Like Weathers, like like if he's legit throwing ninety five to ninety eight, and they think, hey, we can run him out there for like an inning or two. Yeah, like, how they, like when they brought Quantrill out for an inning and he's just fucking heaving ninety five plus. Yeah. yeah, I could see that, but like. I wish I knew how service time works and accumulation well, of it works with all of this. Yeah. So because I've I've read uh, conflicting things. Like I read, oh hey, as long as they're not on the roster for the first week, you're good, and they don't accumulate a year. And I'm like, what? And then I read the the taxi squad thing. Well, okay, if they're taxi squad, they don't accumulate anything. And I'm well, like, well, what does that accomplish? Like I think if, we have to ask ourselves, what did MLB agree to that they're going to try to back out of? Later? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, I'm looking at it, and, and there's a lot of hype around guys like Pator, uh, Gore, and Patino. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I just created a, that a Marvel character. Is that yeah. their love child there? Yeah, I created yeah. a new Avenger. Makui's um, Pator? Yeah. So, for Patino and Gore, I'm looking at I'm like, yeah, dude, like they're we really want to see them. But then I'm looking at the rotation, and that's another thing uh, that Tingler was mentioning to uh, the guys like Paddock and uh, Lamette had a comment about it to where... Oh, I'm excited to see Lamette in yeah, 60 games yeah, to against where, some of the teams they're facing. Yeah, to where it's like, hey, we don't have a long leash. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, these guys don't have a long leash. Like, uh, in particular, Lucchese and uh, Davies, Davies, they don't have the longest leash. And with the bullpen that we have this year, which is objectively one of the best in the league... And that's after losing Munoz and Castillo. Exactly. Like, we still have a exactly. stacked-ass bullpen. So with that and with, with the emphasis on every game count yeah. counting and mattering a lot more than it normally does, these guys aren't going to have the leash yeah. that they normally have. So we're going to see a lot of bullpens. Uh, we're going to see a lot of guys, like, they might get hurt. Yeah. So, uh, and you they never lose know. their spots. Like, Lucchese could get shellacked for two or three starts and say... Fuck it, bring in Quantrill. Like, yeah, you can you see know. that. Uh, but I really want to see Gore and Patino. I like, think we're going to see them. I, I think we're going to see them as well. But yeah. And my kind of thing is, and I asked you guys the other day in our in our group thread, uh, about who's going to have the better... I think I asked you guys who's going to have the better start to the career, if it's going to be Gore or Patino. And I'm kind of looking at it, I'm like, man, like I think overall Gore is probably going to have the better career. I don't really think there's a debate on that, but yeah. I just Assuming see Patino hell, yeah. coming like a bat out of hell, dude. Yeah. Like taking this opportunity and just seizing the fuck out of this it. This little five foot ten, what is he, a buck sixty? You know, that's what I see. That's what I see. Fucking heaving. Yeah. yeah. And and I see us, dude. And I, the thing with Patino too, and we saw it in like his his future games or his uh, appearance, but like he can Gore, come out of the pen. Yeah, Gore is clearly like like. I don't like the player comps, but, like, you see why they call him Kershaw. He's already fucking refined. Like, right. we drafted him, like, two years ago, guys. Like, he's already up. Yeah. And he's... Out he's, of high school. Yeah, out of high school. And he's going to come... He's the best pitching prospect in baseball. Drafted out of high school, like, three years... What, three years ago, right? So... Yeah, 17. 17, yeah. So, he's not even three full years in his... And, and people are like, yeah, he's going to be up. Like, yeah, At exactly. some point this year, right? So, he's a prodigy. But I do, like, see him, like... I think he'll dominate, but I think Patino's going to be just as exciting. Yeah. Because... It's just like he has that. He has that. He's had that Tatis factor to him, right? Like he's funny. He's outgoing. He's charismatic. 
He speaks fucking English. Dude, he fits in so well in the clubhouse, doesn't he? Perfectly. Like a glove, dude. Yeah. Like a glove? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for that. But you know, you mentioned you're excited for him as well, dude. I think I think people sleep on Lamette, both here I will locally and and nationally. I this think a lot a, of people uh, sleep on Lamette, dude. This is a shout out to our uh, Padres Rasa's own Sky is Falling, Papalos. <laughs> Uh, he's big on Lamette. He's been touting Lamette like he's the ace. Yeah. My issue with Lamette is and that... And he could be. He could be. My issue with Lamette, it's like his Seattle no-hit bid is yeah. like a prime example of yeah. why he drives me nuts because he's all over the... Fu- he looked like he's all over the place in that game. Like his pitch count was up early and then he just started carving motherfuckers up and he started striking everybody out at like an insane clip. Right. But I think his issue is like how deep in, in games he's going to go. So I guess it's what you value. But I mean, honestly, we could have worse problems than... Hey, do we want fucking Chris Paddock, who's like dominant and throws a ton of strikes and we know can go deep? Or do we want Lamette, who is dominant and maybe he only gives you five or six, but he's probably going to strike out two guys a fucking inning. Yeah. And so you really don't really need to worry about defense because he's just blowing fucks away. Exactly. Yeah, his, so, pitch, his pitch count can get up there for sure. I think Paddock threw like six innings in one of their inner squad games that the stupid Padres <laughs> refuse to stream when yeah. we're desperate and thirsty for baseball. You idiots. Well, it gives us a competitive advantage. Jesus Christ, how? This yeah. is just A.J. Preller doing A.J. Preller things. Uh, this is Preller Prellering. Like, this is him zigging while everyone else is zagging. Well, why does he fucking zigzag his way back into putting <laughs> us back on TV? Can you imagine like Don and Mud out in the sun deck with the binoculars oh, yeah. watching yeah. the game? That for God's awesome. sake! That would be awesome, dude. Like, even, I would watch, if it was just like, an inner squad is great, but you know, even how sometimes they're like, all right, guys, hey, hey, hold on, time out, time out. And then Tingler will go out there and start saying shit to whoever. Yeah, and you get I don't mic- need them mic'd up for that. No. It can even be like a regular telecast. Like, hey, here's the game. And it's like, oh, wait, well, they're going to do some uh, some coaching. And Don and Mug can just riff. Yeah. Like, dude, that, oh you my God. You could riff, God. or you could have like... See, that's where you bring in Sweeney so we all know to change no, the channel. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're good. Let, let's not get too <laughs> I will away. say, thank God for COVID for getting rid of Sweeney yeah. for the last three and a half months. Exactly. That's the one benefit but yeah, that I haven't I, had to hear that I, idiot talk. I totally agree, man. It would be awesome to watch these games. And and do you think at this point, we are mentioning Lamette, do you think at this point, because there was a lot of talk, and I think we have even had this conversation between me, you, and AJ, your cousin, about how Lamette's future could be in the bullpen. And he could be a lights out. I'm thinking like Batances. I'm thinking how he could be that. Do you think that he has broke that narrative to where now he is a starting pitcher and like, hey, that's where he's going to belong? Yes. Remember like a year ago before he really came back? Like I think it was before, like after a couple starts when he really got settled in. But I was saying one of two things like, yeah, I'd be willing to move him just because I don't know if his future is in this, in, as a rotation or a reliever. I think he could be like a really good reliever. Or maybe he peaks out, like, if we're lucky, we get a couple Tyson Ross, like, years out of him when Ross was really good. Right. Um, at this point, when I look at the rest of, like, the rotation, other than Gore, I don't see anybody in that rotation, and Patino, too. But other than that, like, I don't see anybody, like, with that kind of upside. Like, yeah, he lacks a third pitch, but he's so fucking dominant, and he yeah. throws so fucking hard. Um, well, and he's got the build... To go deep in it. Like, he's huge. Well, it's funny because you say, oh, he lacks the third pitch, but then he told Conniff that he has, like, eight pitches. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. When it, well, he has two. Oh, I have the two-seamer. I have the sinker. I have the blah, blah, blah. Supposedly, but then Whatever when they track it. Now, the Fangraphs did do an article a while back on him where he basically has two sliders. Yeah. So, depending on how hard he throws it, it breaks on different planes. So Which one, makes him a great candidate yeah. for Rothschild to work with him. The yeah, slider, absolutely. The slider Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> slider Dawn. I'd like to see him get a changeup just because... With how hard he throws in his fucking arm. Like, he has, like, a, 
he has cleaner action, but he reminds me of Volquez. Yeah, but, like Volquez had that like arm action where I was like, yeah, this guy could probably be really deceptive. He throws hard, and then Volquez had that dirty changeup when he was on. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, like when I look at Lamette and just think like, okay, let me put my my fucking amateur scouting eyes on. He throws fucking hard. Right. He's two wipeout pitches. Like he's got a plus plus fastball. He's a plus slider. He's big. He's thick. And like he's not fat, like he's not built like Bartolo Colon. Like oh, he's a tank. He's dude. a fucking monster. Yeah, like he's was he six three? He's probably like two twenty, two thirty. Like he's oh, yeah. a big dude. Yep. So you know, so he has the bill. He has the stuff to go deep. It's just a matter of either throwing more strikes or just striking guys out sooner. Yeah. So at this point, when I look at the rest of the guys, like other than like Gore and Patino, like I don't look at anybody else. Think like, would I really want to take him out to like put somebody else in? Because you have fucking. Soft tossing fucks like fucking Davies and Lucchese in there. Like, <laughs> I'm not fucking taking those guys out. So at this point, like, to me, Lamette, it's like starter or bust. He can go be a reliever when, you know, he blows his arm out a couple times and, you know, he's trying to come back from Tommy John again. But as far as the Padres are concerned, we need him to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no matter how good the bullpen is, yeah. etc. I was just wondering what your thoughts were no, long term on this. He's completely I know, broke that mold. Yeah, because I know we had talked about it before. And I was, I was in that camp too. I was like, yeah. hey, I think he's going to be a solid starter, but he I would be. Too. He would be a great reliever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, perennial all-star reliever yeah. type. Which I still think he could. Well, of course. You know, if, yeah. if, if you, you put him in Paddock the pen. If you a fucking reliever, yeah. you know, if he's, you put him he's in the pen, that's what he is. But, uh, so, Paddock has developed a cutter. Yeah! From our Finally! Ins- from our inside source, Chris Paddock. <laughs> so, <laughs> our inside source, Chris uh, Paddock. Yeah. He said that he has uh, developed a cutter. So, that'll be nice, man. Because the fastball changed, well... With him, it's great, and he has the command. It doesn't hurt to have a third pitch, and we were wondering, like, eh, the curveball, it's not that great. It did get better over the course of last year, but... I was very bullish. I was not bullish on it. I was very pessimistic about the curve. Yeah, like, like there there probably should be a different pitch. I was thinking he was going to go with the slider. As but was I. As a cutter, I mean, throwing a cutter, same shit. It is. It's basically the same shit. He can throw it harder, yeah. um, and it's got more, uh, it's got a sharper break. I think it's perfect. Yeah, I think exactly. it's perfect because if he can fuck, I mean, he, if he can carve up, he already carves up. Like we saw him put Brandon Belt down looking with a fucking backdoor changeup. Yeah, which I don't ever recall fucking seeing. <laughs> like who the fuck gets frozen on a backdoor change on a front door changeup? Excuse me. Yeah, like so. Um, but I think him adding a cutter is going to help. He's already good, but if he can harness the cutter, and the reason I like the cutter is because it's not different than throwing like. You're not trying to learn curveball, which you don't have any filler grip for. Like cutter is just grip, and if he can figure out the uh, the release point in the angle, you know, and how he angles his wrist at release, that's fine. But I figure that's easier to learn than a fucking curveball. Yeah. Right? Because like sliders, oh, yeah. right? Don't they teach guys sliders because the grip is not that much different than a fastball? You just choke it a little bit. Yeah. The release the ball, is so much different. Yeah. The release is just so much different between those two pitches. Yeah. But it's it's so funny because like I'm really ex- I'm really excited for our chances this year because I think that our pitching staff is really yes. good. But then when you look at it, it's like, well, we have the Tommy John crew, <laughs> plus Davies, Lucchese, and, well, Quantrill's even Tommy John crew. So, like, I'm looking at it. At least like, he throws hard. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> but I'm like, fuck, man. Like, the chances of it happening to them again are low. But with Garrett Richards, it's like, man, he could fuck, be on. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he came back last year. Wasn't great. But well, I mean, that's to be expected. Ten years. But then what's he going to do this year? Well, like, here's the thing. It's a why... shortened season. You know, obviously, this is, the best, this is the best time for him. Like, can you imagine if he fucking shoves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marver would never hear the end of it. Yeah, this that's is the true. perfect like, because they're not paying him all this money yeah. now because now he's prorated, and this is the perfect time to have him. He looks healthy. He, you know, Scan was reporting good things on him. Yeah, including an epic mustache apparently. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But 
like I like our chances strictly because number one, we have three guys, possibly up to five, who all have like top of the rotation potential, right? Like we know Paddock, he may not be the truest of true number ones, but he's a top of the rotation starter, right? right? Like Lament, we know he has the stuff. No matter how deep he's going to go in games, but he's a top of the like you're not fucking pitching him fourth or fifth. We know Garrett Richards when he's on. Is fucking dirty. Like he had some moments last year. There's a lot of question marks, though. You can't deny there's a lot of question marks. There are, but because it's a shortened season, I don't have as many question marks because yeah, but I don't think that that erases risk. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a shortened season, but all it takes is one start to blow your elbow out. It does, but I like our chances with him more, where he's only scheduled to make what twelve starts, yeah, as opposed to thirty to thirty-four. So I like that. Like I'll take that bet. Like oh, maybe he makes four. Like. Like, we had Brandon Morrow, right? Like, he made, like, four or five or six starts. He was really good. Like, if we get that out of fucking Richards, that's a win in yeah. my book. Because, yeah, he gets hurt. But you got half – like, if we get half his starts, it'd be different if we got five or six out of, like, 30. That would suck. Yeah. But where we're at now, like, we have three guys right off the bat who are top of the rotation potential. You've got Gore and Patino, same type of deal. Like, we Gore is basically – look, he's already been anointed, like, the future ace. Yeah. Like it's, it seems to be that. Uh, oh, that's De- already a foregone conclusion. Everyone. Yeah, knows. it feels like right. You have Sheriff Paddock and Deputy Gore, and Deputy <laughs> Gore looks like he's going to be sheriff one day. Exactly. Very soon. So, um, and then Patino, like everybody looks at him, and he's kind of like, I, I think about him. I'm like, he's kind of like a mini. He throws this like hard as Lamet, but he's like, like Lamet's miniature version. Yeah. Like he hasn't taken his vitamins yet. Well, the thing is, it's just like if, uh, well, he's bulked up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Patino, especially well, we in the thighs. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, we have that depth, and that's why I like the chance because, yeah, if Richards goes down, Quantrill's already waiting. Like, I look at Quantrill and think, like, I can't see him not having a career similar to Davies, if not better. He's got better stuff. There's no reason why he can't carve it out as a good five-starter or better. Like, I look at Quantrill and think, like, I think he'd be better than Lucchese just because he just has better natural stuff. He's not, like, smoking mirrors, you know, and, and trying to, like, uh, trying to Houdini his way through lineups. And then after him, then you've got Gore. And then you've got Patino and whoever the fuck else they might discover. Who the fuck knows? Right. Yeah. So, I just I, I like our pitching. I do too. And the thing that I'm really excited for this year is, and this might sound dumb, so bear with me if it does. But I'm thinking, and I think a lot of these players are fucking selfish when it comes to they want to get theirs because they want to get paid, and I don't yeah, blame them. I don't blame me, especially the guys who aren't making like millions and millions of dollars exactly and i think the way that i look at it is this season eh, doesn't really count when you look at your overall career numbers like when you look at at the end of, of his career when you look at mike trout's uh uh player card you know you look at his card and you look at the back like 2020 you're like oh what the hell oh okay yeah well, that was eight that more in 60 games wow yeah exactly when you look on <laughs> the back of his baseball card it's like oh well yeah okay that makes sense but uh, the way that i see it i see these i see a lot of games playing out where a lot more people are going to buy into the value of like, hey, the team winning is all that matters. Yeah. I think that if you have 30 guys on the bench at all games this year, I think that is, 30 guys, or uh, it'll scale down to 27, 26 of them are going to be on board. Hedges won't be. But the other 26 are going to be fully bought into it. And, and, and the main goal is to win. And you've heard a lot of people say like, oh, hey, you know, does it still count? Is it still as as sweet and to which the quote that i heard that someone said was um the champagne tastes the same that's what people were telling uh, agler and i love that i love that idea because i mean i won't speak for you but if the padres win the world series on a 60 game season it's still real to me damn it it's still real (laughs) to me it's still real to me damn it absolutely so it's like whether it's 60 games 162 games 
12 games, I don't give a fuck. If we win the tournament, we win the, the tournament. That's let's us. Let's put it this way. You and I have had prestigious adult baseball league <laughs> careers. Prestigious. Yeah. Not statistically, at least not me, always. But we have won several championships, yeah. right? Now, I wasn't there for this one. But the championship we won because uh, we had to call it due to light, daylight. Oh, yeah. It's still, when we go back and look, it's still a fucking championship. It's still a just championship. like when we walked it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was sketchy as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah it got caught for no, daylight. You, we still won. Now, like There's if still we a lose, trophy. yeah, like if we don't win this year, I mean, look, the, the odds are not in in our favor, anyways. But if we win, I don't give a fuck that it was only sixty games. Yeah, like me neither. To be honest, that might make it kind of cooler because it's like, hey, like we had like this small ass fucking sample size, and they play some good teams. Like I like their their uh, their schedule, except for fucking we play the Dodgers way too fucking much. Yeah, I mean, but it is what it is. And yeah. then of course we have to go through fucking Houston. Yeah, and they're stacked. But those are the only two. I yeah. look at the rest of the league. Like I'm not afraid of the fucking Angels. I'm not afraid of the Diamondbacks or the fucking Giants, Mariners, or the Rockies or the Mariners. Yeah. You know, a lot of those teams are in like transition. The Rockies don't even know what they are anymore. Yeah, exactly. and the Diamondbacks they could or couldn't be good. Who the fuck knows? So if we win, like honestly, it's gonna be awesome no matter what. And maybe it wouldn't be the same satisfaction as like going through the whole spring training the trip all the pods leading up to it the trade deadline like right now we'd be like right in the middle of the trade deadline wondering yeah. what we're gonna do we would do yeah that, it's that crazy that pod. you said what's color gonna do are we gonna go get pitching second baseman center it's center? crazy that you said that dude i didn't even think of it yeah. that way like right now we would be sitting there what's who's the, gonna break our hearts with this time is it the 31st the deadline usually is oh uh, yeah holy I think, shit yeah. They, I, I think the trade deadline too is yeah, august 31st this year right Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're going to move it to August. You know, I never thought about that either. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't put it past Preller to make a trade in season. Fuck, I just... no. I'm trying to think of, like, a center fielder, like, who might, like, be on his way out or might be coming close to fucking free yeah. agency. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 still the same to me. George Unless... Springer. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking trade yeah. for a month. We sell the farm. But, yeah, yeah I, I think. Uh... Plays 12 games as a Padre. <laughs> but if we win it all. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it would be, uh, that would right a fucking horrible wrong. The only wrong I could think Jed Hoyer made was that one. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think uh, it wouldn't feel the same. But it'd still be fucking awesome. And then we have the little quirk to say, like, hey, we did it in 60. I kind of like that, too. Because yeah. I, I like that everyone... You can sell it, like, hey, you weren't good enough to do it in 162, and we did it in 60. Well, I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't look at it this way. I look uh, at it as, you know, everyone's like, oh, hey, you know, in 94. Yeah. Uh, everyone looks at 94, oh, well, the, the season was shorter. So, you know, Gwynn would have hit 400. Yeah. He hit 394, but he would have hit 400 if it wasn't for 94. And everyone knows, oh, 94 was was uh, a shortened season. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, hey, oh, shit, man, there was a pandemic that caused him to lose two-thirds of the season? Oh, shit. Yeah, man, the Padres won the World Series that year. So <laughs> it's kind of cool because it's like you will always be tied to that, although that's not something cool to be tied to. But, yeah, it's 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 cool to be connected to that in some way. Uh, but that being said, if the Dodgers win the World Series, it's bullshit. It's a short season. It doesn't count, um, you know, these these guidelines that players need to play by and abide by it just doesn't count if the Dodgers yeah. win. Um, or we don't if, have to worry about them because uh, by the time October rolls around, Bellinger will have packed it in, so we'll be <laughs> fine. Well, who knows, man? At, at that point, at that point of season, it it will have been what seventy five games. Is Kershaw so going to be any good now that every game counts? Bellinger won't know any different. <laughs> he might, <laughs> and he might he's like, start hitting. Oh fuck! Every game counts now. Yeah, and he hits like two thirty. Yeah, and he'll fucking disappear. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that would be so great. But, yeah, great. I mean, at, at the end of the day, hey, I mean, it, 
I don't exactly think it's a hot take to say, yeah, it'd be great to win the World Series, <laughs> no matter how no matter how uh, long the season is. But uh, again, that's assuming we finish the season because I don't think we're going to finish the season. I, I think they're going to get a couple of weeks in, and too many players are going to either be opting out or testing positive, and they're going to say it's not worth our family's risk. And MLB is either going to say, okay, well, you got to use the other guys who don't get to opt out as much, like the minor league guys who probably want the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I can't see players. I can't see players opting out after it's already started. If they would have opted out, they would have opted out by now. And you see uh, the guys who have made money in their career. No, no surprise at all. The guys that have actually made money before, they're the ones that are opting out. You see the David Price of the world, and yeah. uh, you know it's like, oh, hey, I can afford to take time off. So hell yeah, I am. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. I just can't see players opting out after the season starts, but. I can see it depending on how bad it's going. Like right, like Mike Trout, I think as fucking soon as he sees like, as soon as he sees the ship taking on water, like a leak, a pipe leak, yeah, a leaky sink, he's <laughs> fucking done. He's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. I don't, I'm already a Hall of Famer. I don't need to risk my unborn child's health. I don't True. need to risk my health. Um, like Buster Posey just opted out like days ago. Like it yeah. wasn't like I'm assuming he's been at camp this entire time. Mm, I don't know. Even if he had, like, it's literally like... Aren't he, the Giants I, a team that was waiting for results or something? Maybe. I don't know. I'm fucking keeping up with Major League yeah. shit. So I only care about the Padres. But um, but I could see, like, him, like, like Kenley Jansen just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, I tested positive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He just got there. Yeah. He got there on Sunday. And he's already, like, oh, well, I tested positive. But um, I could see it happening, like, if he, like, like, for Mike Trout, like, he's a perfect example because he is, you know, despite Major League Baseball not pushing him, he is, for all intents and purposes, the face of baseball. He's the best player of our generation, of this yeah, generation. No question. And he has stated, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to play because, you know, I have an unborn child and I have to think about that. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I do want to play and, you know, I, he wants to do it for the fans. He's, he's mentioned that. But, like, if he opts out, I can see other players thinking, like, you know, this, this isn't safe. You know, like if FAM tests positive again. I don't know, you know, if, if you know... Or well, we know FAM stuff. isn't concerned about testing positive again. Yeah, I, I'm just trying he to tell myself... He couldn't possibly give less of a fuck. Yeah, I'm trying to tell myself I only care about yeah. them playing baseball, and I'm not around them, even though they're not helping the cause. But, yeah, man, dude, everyone... Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. everyone was hopping on FAM's back. Oh, man. Oh, God. One of the greatest hill turns in Padres history. Like, yeah. he just got here. He just got... He hasn't even played an official game. He no. hasn't had an official at-bat, and people are already no. like, oh, I can't wait till he's out of here. He's <laughs> like, not a he bad guy. He's oh, got some please, shit takes. Please, he, God, yeah. give me Taylor Trammell. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, I No cannot, offense, Taylor. Yeah, no, no offense to you, but, like... I'm really excited to have Fam on this team. Yeah, I don't give a shit what he thinks about anything else yeah, other than in between the lines. But yeah, you know, a lot of people may have different views on that, and that's fine. But um, kind of looking at here as we wrap it up, as we're coming up on you know, an hour, whatever. Oh, we made it. Um, I'm looking at it, and you know, we played my very correct and very accurate and not edited whatsoever no. prediction for what the season was going to be available and I said only on that, the Patreon. Yeah, and I said that back in March. So if we had to look at it now, looking at our 60-game season, and we had to make these other uh, observations and these other predictions, how do you think it's going to play out? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the Padres, I'm trying to remember, I was trying to look it up on baseball reference. It's not cooperating. I was trying to remember like what their record was 60 games in, and I feel like we were right in the thick of the wild card hunt. So I think that that's how this is going to play out. We're going to play two weeks to a month. Padres are going to be really hot. Um Everything's going to be looking great. And then either too many players uh, are going to be shutting down or for whatever reason, they're just going to decide, like, 
we can't continue to do this. Like it's getting out of hand. We can't keep up with testing. Too many players are getting sick, you know, and players are just going to complain to the union and decide to opt out. Yeah. Um, so I think we get three weeks to a month of baseball in. The Padres are going to finish really hot, and we're going to wonder forever. In the we're going to have our Montreal Expos <laughs> fucking moment where we think, you know, back like twenty years from now when they fucking close the franchise down. Oh God! And they move them to wherever they're going to go. You know, San Antonio, Nashville. Be, yeah, it'll be the San Antonio Padres. Yeah. Nashville. Yeah, Louisiana. Yep. One uh, of the uh, Louisiana Hurricanes. <laughs> we're going to uh, sit there and say, <laughs> we're going to say, you know. Back in the day, in 2020, we had the best team in baseball. You know, we were we were 30 and 10, and then it all came crashing down. Yeah, Tatis could have hit 500. Manny had 100% fielding percentage. Like, I, I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah, I we're mean, going to get really hot, and then the season's going to end up shutting down because a we're Padre fans, and b <laughs> and b because a we're Padre fans. Yeah, a we're Padre fans. That's yeah. just how it fucking works out. Like, to, like Pe- Tony Gwynn was supposed to play in Petco Park. Yeah, he was supposed to play in that park. And we didn't build it quick enough because the city blocked it, those assholes. Yep. So, we're Padre fans, so that'll probably happen. But I just think, like, just trying to be like, I'm excited for baseball. Like, I'm pumped for fucking baseball. Like, yeah. That's why I want to watch. Like, I'd watch their fucking summer camps all day. Drills and everything. Yeah. Like, I'd love a fucking breakdown of all that stuff. But I have to be a realist and I have to look around and think, like, dude, Newsom just came out and fucking shut everything down today. Yeah. Like, out of, I, I mean, I think we kind of expected it, but, like, literally... After saying, like, hey, San Diego County, 4th of July, or uh, you guys are good. Like, yeah. you guys are good, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And it's been, what, a week and a half? And it's literally like, nope, we're done. Shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. So I, I can't see baseball eventually not getting caught up to. Like, I can't see sports in general, like, not getting caught up in this tidal wave of fucking infections. Like, we're having Florida had more infections than like other countries combined yeah. the other day. Like other like positive like new new cases. It's I saw just, that. In one yeah. day they had yeah, more in than one South day. Korea. One day. Had. Boy man, Ron was yeah. Ron DeSantis, fucking freezing cold takes favorite politician right yeah. now. But I just like realistically speaking, like I just can't, I can't see it. And again, these are human beings. You know, I, I'm not gonna sit here and fucking pretend like I've been a hundred percent following all the guidelines because I don't think that's humanly possible. Like I think at some point People just by nature, like, none of us should be going shopping for groceries. We should all be ordering the groceries. But at some point, somebody's got to go pick them up, right? Yeah. It's just impossible uh, to do what we need to do as quickly as we need to do it to stop what's going on. And I think with what, everything that's going on right now, we'd be ignorant to say, like, oh, it won't catch up to baseball. Yeah. Right? Like, it's caught up to everything. It's not catching up to businesses in California. And our state was pretty, uh, pretty quick to respond initially. And still... It didn't matter. Also, there's people that are <coughs> becoming very it's upset. Like that, in your face. <laughs> being becoming very upset that uh, the Major League Baseball is getting a bunch of tests, and tests aren't widely available for everyone else. So I can see that. Yeah, I can see that those rumblings starting to build over time as yeah. the season goes on, and and I, I can well, see you know, that Major League Baseball. Issue, but, you know, they they uh, yeah. you know they worked really well with the government to get that antitrust uh, uh-huh. exemption. You know, and they they've really partnered uh-huh. with no money's exchanged for any campaigns whatsoever yeah. to do that. So you when know. it comes to strictly on the field, I <laughs> I'm going to fall back on my my Padre guarantee. They're not even predictions; they're guarantees. And I say this to to save myself from heartbreak. Or to show myself that I was very wrong towards the end of the year. I think the Padres are going to come out. I think they're going to come out a little bit hot. They're going to hit a, a 
tough stretch of maybe 10 games. Maybe they lose 10 games again like they did in 2010 mm, or whatever it was. Pretty, oh, that'd be sad. They're going to lose steam. I think they're going to be hovering around 500, maybe a game or two above 500, and then some shit's going to hit the fan. The season is going to be canceled. We're going to be like, ah, well, at least it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be our motto when the season is over. It was fun while it lasted. At least we got to watch a few games. We got 100 games and with Tatis it. in two years, and we just poured $60 million down the toilet of Manny's prime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think there are scenarios in which you know it can work out well for us, and there's there are scenarios I'm really excited about. But in the grand scheme of things, when I'm looking at it, it, it could very well happen that we don't do another podcast until March of 2021, and I dub in another very un- edited very factual <laughs> and very know. accurate prediction at you the know, beginning of that show you know what really sucks back to my because we're padre fans <clears throat> for the first time in since like 98 which i was really too young to understand like oh they actually like we weren't just good like they actually did this on purpose right like yeah. you'd think every team was supposed to be good and it just played out this is like the first time since then <clears throat> where you've really seen like a gm say like okay i've got this fucking superstar that i got I'm going to trade prospects to get this other, like, borderline star, all-star caliber left fielder. I have these fucking studs I've drafted and signed, plus these two fucking horses already in the rotation. I'm going to go out and fucking sign, like, the best third baseman on the open market and give him a record fucking contract. Yep. We're like, we finally have a GM that feels like, wow, and an ownership, like... You Just can, when everything's starting yeah. to gel. I don't like the Hosmer deal at the end of the day, but, like... You know, I said it at the time, and I'll say it again. Like, at least they're fucking, like, saying, like, hey, they identified a guy they like and thought was worth the money. Whether you agreed with that or not is irrelevant to the fact that, you know, we would have never fucking had that under any previous ownership. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, I totally never. agree. I totally agree, you know? dude. It's like... And as soon as we do that, yeah. as soon as we do that, the universe is like, go fuck yourselves with my dick in your mouth, guys. You're not going to fucking have it. Yeah. You know what it is? And, and I might have been the only one to notice this. I haven't heard anyone else point it out, but... What I really think happened is, like you said, everything is going great. It's all fantastic. And then, if you notice, at the beginning of this year, big John Hoover, Chill Myers, decides he wants to go to fantasy camp. And what happened? Oh, hey, guys, I'm going to fantasy camp. The world is fucked. So it's all because of Chill Myers. Oh, hey, guys, I'm having another baby. Oh, that's great. Hey, fuck you. You ruined baseball for us, okay? You ruined everything for us this year. Fucking jackass. God Fuck damn you, it. Chill I forgot Myers. That feels like Dick. so long ago. No, just fucking kidding. Fucking fantasy camp. Anyways, well, I hope that we're back before oh. <laughs> before March of 2021. Chill Myers is my boy. I'm just playing. Uh, I hope that we're back before uh, March of 2021. Uh, we'll, I mean, you want to do a pod the week of opening day? Let's let's do it after. Let's, after uh, that opening weekend. So we'll come back in a couple weeks. The Monday after opening weekend. Assuming. No promises. Yeah, assuming. <laughs> as, if there is a season. Our music will hit that Monday. Evening. Yes. So assuming there, there is, assuming, assuming there, there is. is. Hopefully, so, thanks we for wrap that. it up, man. They're gonna close the gym at eight thirty for like fuck until two thousand twenty-five. I gotta get my last workout in before I decide to eat Taco Bell the rest of my life. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, I think for now we're out of here. Thanks a lot, Chill Myers. Uh, we'll check in with the guys whenever we see you next. We're out of here.